Hey there, welcome back to ADD News. This is going to be part two of episode seven. I uh, appreciate you sticking around listening. Here we're going to follow up with world news and then get, it, and then get into some culture war. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and at the time that you're hearing this part of this episode, uh, we should be getting pretty close to done with uh, our first Brian's research segment mini series segment um so yeah keep an eye out for that um other than that let's go ahead and get into it uh, i do have i have at least one more thing for around the country i believe oh go um, for it oh actually and i have another one for texas i've missed but go ahead yeah uh so last week or two uh white house put out a strategy for countering domestic terrorism uh, primarily in just in response, allegedly, to the rise of like white supremacist groups and uh, militias in the country, especially like the Pacific Northwest, as well as in direct response to the January 6th insurrection at Capitol, um, which is all fine and good. It, it is extremely vague in its response in general, but I do want to point out specifically that it is, in fact, so vague. Uh, it, it is, it has potential to lead to, that's going to sound Republican, but like <laughs> aggressive government overreach and, uh, and allow any number of people from all walks of life to be labeled domestic terrorists based on views that the, the government doesn't agree with. And I say this not because the government's out to get you. Um, I say it because the, in a lot of ways, the government could in fact be out to get you. Uh, now, um, again, they they put this out with the implication that it was to combat the rise of white supremacy, but that is never stated in the document itself. And we will, uh, of course, put up a link to the White House website that lists out this document. It's about 30 pages, but there's like uh, infographs in it. There's entire pages of like just like cover letters and all that jazz. But I do want to point out this very specific uh, segment of it where they list out the types of people they're looking for, essentially. Um, quote, anarchist, violent extremists who violently oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization, and governing institutions, which they perceive as harmful to society. Mm. Like, almost explicitly stating they are, uh, and violent extremists, and we'll get to that in a second as well, is kind of like their, their wiggle word. You can't just say we're going to attack anarchists and anti-capitalists and right people who uh, governing institutions would include like ice correct uh so like you'd be like people opposing ice yeah yeah i'm sure they could fit that in there somehow so anybody say rioting outside of a ice uh right facility um, and it goes on later on to include um the ic assesses that racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists are mves and militia violent extremists present the most lethal DVE threats. I don't want to point that out because, again, they never explicitly say white supremacist organizations. They don't mention, like, Proud Boys by name or anything like that. Um, they list some pretty broad terms labeling almost anyone from the left as well, or, like, the far left, far, quote-unquote, left, um, and they use that word violent uh, pretty frequently at one point, like three to four times in a single sentence, um, probably to get the point across. Mm -hmm. No, no, we're not going after like you if you just happen to disagree with policies or whatnot, except um, this is from Biden's administration. The White House.gov is where you can find this. Uh, if you look back over the past year, a lot of protests occurred over the past year, a lot of them. And uh, multiple times, Biden himself has stated at a speech in Philadelphia uh, of June of last year, there's no place for violence. There's no place for looting or destroying property or burning churches or destroying businesses. We need to distinguish between legitimate peaceful protest and opportunistic violent destruction. Um, we know what they mean by violence. They don't mean just the January 6th insurrection, capital riot. They mean just general protests. Most of which the violence was initiated by governing forces. <laughs> um, right. Uh, later on, um, he is quoted, uh, he's quoted again, direct quoted. I got this through NPR. 
Uh, rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. Debate on that. None of this is protesting. It's yeah. lawlessness, plain and simple. Uh, he <laughs> continues later on. Oh, ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? Really? I want a safe America, safe from COVID, safe from crime and looting. Uh, I put this part in bold, safe from radic- racially motivated violence, safe from bad cops. <laughs> Yike. And again, that term is used to imply white supremacy, but they they specifically use that repeatedly. But doesn't say um, white supremacy. And that was this is. Um, and that was from, I think, August of last year. He said this. This is all during his election cycle. Um, and it's so vague, we should be able to assume it absolutely does not stop there, especially with the inclusion of anarchists and people who oppose capitalism, apparently. Um, so the way his anti-domestic terrorism strategy uses similar language from his, again, his speeches even, much less uh, governing policies. This just feels like an absolute way for them to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to take out the white supremacists. But also, is that a Black Lives Matter t-shirt you got on, kid? Oh, you sound like a domestic terrorist. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the way it's phrased, um, well, with people who are just opposing certain governing institutions, that they, which oh, they perceive as- for that. It's not even, they literally even put language in to make it seem like... Oh, all it has to do is be perceived? Yeah. <laughs> Which they perceive as harmful to society. Which we already know that cops are always shitting their pants about the... I was scared for my life. I was scared for my life. I, uh, the perception of of threat is just constant with uh, American law enforcement. So that really does leave a lot of breadth for, of action there. Absolutely. Um like, who are these anarchist violent extremists or the people who are violently opposing capitalism that he's referring to? Antifa? Is it, is it Antifa? He's specifically yeah. referring Yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Wow. Um, which isn't... Can't have any anti-fascism here. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, um, again, later on, he, they, when he mentions the things he's absolutely against, and it was like destruction of businesses, um, that is the real crime here, is the business part of that. Uh, it's not... Well, they're really upset with the murdering cops, uh, and that's pretty bad. But that family dollar, it's uh, pretty essential to the local economy. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's the real crime here. Right. And that was the same issue that everyone had. Everyone with on the right had the protest. Yeah. yeah like, oh, y'all, yeah, but y'all shouldn't burn down businesses. What did they ever do to you? Except uh, a lot. they did everything. Except everything. <laughs> Oh, that's that's bad. But also, murdering innocent people is bad. So there's bad on both sides. Right. Yeah, the murdering innocent people is just as bad as the uh, burning down a building. And and it just continues to like shed more light on how our government actually does view human life as in as a commodity. Because um, right. circle back around to child slavery. Um, the business was more important than the rights of human children. Yeah, according to the highest court in the land, right? Exactly. Um, uh, so, stability of capitalism, as stable as it possibly can be, because it's not stable, uh, yeah. uh, is more important than actually fighting white supremacy and race- like systemic racism and the horrors that capitalist capitalism has put upon our people, people. right? About uh, all people, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I, I just want to talk about that and just say how just what a shitbag policy <laughs> um, or strategy, right. and all it's doing is to cater to the far right, which like they never do that. The far right ever caters to <laughs> anyone, even center or left or even moderate right. That so when right. everyone's catering to the far right, that's like literally how you get fascism. Yeah. Um, yeah. You. You. They couldn't put. We're. T- we're taking out white supremacists because then who's gonna watch Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Speaking oh. of capitalist things, I love uh, <laughs> the power grid in Texas. Also, once again, the monop- the corporate monopoly that runs the power grid in Texas. 
ERCOT was um, telling people that because it was Texas was reaching its summer average of the mild 90 degree weather that Texas always has, uh, that they were asking people to keep their thermostats uh, at, was it 78? Yes. Yeah, 78 degrees to conserve power. And in some cases, people with smart thermostats were having their thermostats automatically changing to 78 degrees, which is the most dystopian shit I've ever heard of. <laughs> Just, if, if you're listening, you're not from Texas. It's goddamn miserable here sometimes. Yeah, 90 degree weather with 75 to 90% humidity, at like 90 to 110 degree weather. I mean, my mom like, sent me a picture of an advisory for South Texas that said to limit your time outside, activities outside if you can, and drink lots of water because it was going to be 108 to 110. It is early summer. We are in the cool part of summer <laughs> June. still. It, I, it's still like 64 to 66 degrees here in California during the morning times, and it gets a little <sighs> over 70 in uh, the, the noon-ish times, 73 after the sun comes up-ish, give or take. But it was like 64 degrees when I took uh, <laughs> my dog out yesterday morning. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking sides. California <laughs> sucks. <laughs> They're greedy with their weather. Yeah. You can't have all of the good weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nevada chiming in over there. (laughs) Yeah, Nevada's a dry wasteland of hot and... I hate it. You know, honestly, it's probably worse for you, in fact, because we're nowhere near California. Y'all are neighbors, and they're keeping this from you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not my fault that the government bought your entire state and keeps aliens there that's probably why it's so hot (laughs) radioactive Uh, and also test nuclear warheads there um why is nevada a place people live in the in the two little strips of livable land that's not government-owned wasteland (laughs) i don't know because it's pretty close to wasteland gambling and prostitutes you would think you'd be able to like convince the people who you were able to convince of legalized prostitution to like take over a different neighboring state and legalize it there <laughs> rather than live in Nevada. Nope. It's a lot easier to sway like 12 people than it is to sway like a couple million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I loved in the election when it showed Nevada and it was like, look at these two slivers that are blue and the whole state turned blue when all this vast wasteland of government property is red. 85% of Nevada is owned by the government. Oh my god. That whole middle section of nothingness is owned by the government. That was colored in red. Yeah, that's all government property. <laughs> well, well, there were literally zero votes from this area. But, but it's red we'll by... Red anyway. yeah. It's like two people living in this area. Yeah, well, uh, those government employees, they'll, you know, maybe 150 of them, they all get to vote, so... That's where that that's where that is. Would it be wild if they were actually giving aliens in there the right to vote, but not but worried about <laughs> aliens are illegal aliens are voting in the Nevada desert. <laughs> and voting Republican, goddammit. <laughs> uh that's funny. Um yeah, the two slivers that were blue were like ninety nine percent of Nevada's population. Yeah, the Reno area, Washoe County, and I think... And, Ve- and the, Vegas the Vegas area. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas and Reno, the only two cities that are have a population, and they were blue. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the town God. I'm from, I think, has a population of, like, 9,000. Um, and while we're on while we're, we're on that roll, let's go dip into the front lines of the culture war. Ooh. Hey, hey. Um... <laughs> We need to have, like, military soundtrack right there. Yeah, yes. Just 50 yeah. caliber machine gun fire. <laughs> Loading up my guns. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> the, the, shooting you with culture. The apples, the squirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> we ended violence by making our emoji a squirt gun. Remember when iPhones first came out and, like, every app was just, like, a gun you would tap and make gun sounds? Yeah, or a beer that you could tip and yeah. drink. Yeah, or, like, a picture of a lighter that, that you could the flame waved flick. when you shook it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, much less dystopian times. reject modernity embrace tradition tradition. (laughs) (laughs) anyway conservative talking heads all i've got is glenn beck um who decided to post this big article saying like the headline was trump vindicated 
Um, <laughs> and you will never guess what happened for him to suggest that Trump was vindicated on something. Is this a, is this an election thing still? Nope. It's actually about their favorite topic, California. Oh. California, I guess. And I've not fact-checked this, but according to Mr. Beck, um, California has decided to start um, for like better forest management, uh, like like you know, clearing out dead trees and shit. And apparently, yeah. at some point, whenever we had our last wildfire, Trump said that, but like everyone said that. So like, uh, this is not really anyway. Yeah. So because Trump said, oh, they should be cleaning out like because he was going to deny federal aid for that disaster because right. we didn't do the forest management thing, even though no one was it federal land that caught on fire. Uh, yes. Yeah. The national forest. Yeah. Uh, but like Trump also didn't tell California to do that. He just said, oh, they should have done that. And now that I guess allegedly I, I still have it. I haven't checked, but apparently the California has decided to start clearing out some of the dead trees from the forest. And now Trump is vindicated. Which is just such a weird connection to make. Not every uh-huh. ecologist who has <laughs> talked about wildfires in the last 50 years in California, just Trump. <laughs> we got you now. now. I guess he's president again. He was right about wildfires. He was right That's about the those specific fires that specific time, meaning he was vindicated on all of it. <laughs> Might as well have not if even been. Love doesn't fit. <laughs> you must have quit. Must have quit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just assholery. Uh, of course. I mean, that's that's kind of what this entire segment yeah, is. Yeah, that's all it is, really. Um, um, I got I got some stuff on little Tuck Tuck. Oh, give me. I don't have anything on him. Oh, I actually wrote Tuck Tuck into my notes. Tuck Tuck. <laughs> so, uh, this past couple weeks, Tucker on his show where he says many things about many people, um, ha- has still talking about January sixth. And how? Good lord! I guess we need to defend the the people who committed those acts because that's necessary. Um, Jesus, it's not. By the no, way, it's going to yeah, make that very yeah, clear. That's, that's, that's a necessity you, you don't for defend their Mr. actions for, for Mister Cuck. <sighs> Look at the documents. The government calls those people unindicated co-conspirators. What does that mean? I'm trying to work on a Tucker voice, but I'm not great at it yet. Well, it means that in potentially every single case, they were FBI operatives, really, in the Capitol on January 6th. And I just want to point out, like, the word potentially is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that a sentence. A lot of Greg Abbott legwork. He's referring <laughs> to... Um, <laughs> I had to work one in. He's referring to... Uh, <laughs> documents of the, the conspirators in, in January 6th. And that there are uh, names that haven't been arrested yet, essentially. Um, that's pretty much it. And potentially, I mean, in theory, they could, in fact, be FBI operatives. They could also, in theory, be lizard people disguised as humans or uh, lifelike robots who the aliens put in to destabilize government. I don't, they could potentially, in theory, be literally anything, Tucker. I, yeah. <laughs> You can't prove him wrong. You can't prove it. Prove him wrong. <laughs> um, and, and this falls in line with you know, like your, your uh, description of Fox News and Tucker Show. Like this isn't news. This you're not no, sharing the- information. You're just saying words out loud, and then hoping that people latch onto those words, which they do. We'll get to. And run with it. Yeah, that's the general tenor um, that was referred to in that court case where they say, like, you should know that he exaggerates and lies because of the way he talks. And that's what they were referring to, even though he talks in that way to intentionally deceive. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's his uh, his bag. Um, later on, he, he's stating in his show, uh, we know that because without fail, the government has thrown the book at most of the people, which is not without fail, Tucker, but all right. Uh, who were present in the Capitol on January 6th. There was a nationwide dragnet to find them. Tucker, they could have been throwing interns at this case, these cases. They were taking photos of themselves committing crimes. As live streaming and tagging it. themselves yeah. on, like, yeah, on Facebook. Like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're dragnet to find them. They, they use social media. It was a dude at his desk just with no masks on. He, he probably, 
he probably they literally just like probably just searched hashtag January sixth and just scrolled through the photos. There's also like entire like <laughs> groups of uh like Facebook groups and stuff that were talking about the sixth. There were t shirts made. Yeah, they literally had t shirts made, Tucker. <laughs> this isn't a conspiracy. Honestly, the word co-conspirator implies too much like it, it thought went into this whole thing. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Literally tagging themselves, ransacking the capital. All right. Uh. And this is it's only it, it's pretty dumb thing he said. But my main concern with it is that uh within like a week or a days, Marjorie Taylor Greene was using this as a reference to talk about FBI's involvement with uh, January sixth. Uh, mostly an attempt to exonerate like herself and others who helped instigate this mm. instance, I'm sure. Um, including uh, also Representative Matt Gates, who's still around despite wasn't he caught paying sex traffickers through Venmo? Yeah, I guess you don't get uh, removed from office until after you're found guilty. So the evidence that's cool. been collected, I like. I don't know that for a fact. I just am wild speculating here as to why he still has authority in any way. Um, he, he was, uh, sharing a bit on Twitter and he, he literally says like, first they had a backup plan to stop Trump and Russia collusion witch hunt. Now we're finding out they were deeply involved in January 6th. What is this diddler talking about? They use these words like we're finding out, oh, some people are speculating. And it's like the joke they do in news. We're like, are they a huge criminal? We can't say, but you can think it. Yeah. (laughs) Who's to um, know? Wink, wink. Yeah. We can literally we, we walk do. you we to that water and have you drink. But we're not saying anything. Yeah, we don't own um, the slaves or the plantation. We just have exclusive <laughs> rights to the stuff produced by those slaves. We we just paid for them to get it. We give them cash to keep their you know business up. We provide training for their their slave masters. I guess. Jesus, what a dark phrase. Yeah. Um, we do we have people on payroll whose jobs are to train slavers but we are not slavers yeah that's exactly the way that they peddle misinformation too with one with oh one my. degree of uh, separation and gates literally doesn't even reference tucker by name he just says now we are finding out they're deeply involved in january yeah, so 6th, tucker makes some which wild again, fucking claim that has no substance and then that's reports that we're finding out for a representative who also it becomes yeah. evidence somehow that gets reused and repackaged which is why uh, it's insane that he won that that court case because his like if you get cited by a US official your the general tenor of your show is not known to be exaggerated like <laughs> what's that meme how does he keep getting away with this but really how does he keep getting away with this <laughs> oh my god it's when i see tucker getting away with this it gives me tucker face of like, that lost <laughs> confusion yeah. it's it's the tucker paradox uh, in, in ouroboros of tuckerness <laughs> tuckception <laughs> i heard you hate tucker so you put some tucker in your tucker <laughs> 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 it's reverse pimp my ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they find the things you hate the most and de- 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 pimp my life. <laughs> <laughs> God. Ah. Uh, um. God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that was that's pretty much the extent of my notes. Um. I have like two more minor. Bits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh. First one is the that so for as far as like cancel culture at other time sucks go. Uh. We've got Marxism is back because I guess nothing has happened with like potato dicks or or racist children's books or anything lately for them to latch onto. So uh, <laughs> the narrative is just everything is Marxist. Oh yeah. Um. It's like an Oprah Winfrey like, and you're a Marxist, and you're a Marxist. Well, Everybody's been... a Marxist. Look under your chair. It's a Marxist. <laughs> And they've been doing some of that for, I mean, at least since I've been noticing, at least like the past year or so with them. Um, yeah, they just kicked it to high gear this last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. With, um, are you talking about uh, old Teddy uh, Cruz? Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to the the facet of critical race theory next because like that's another part of it. Teddy Khrushchev. I'm trying to make a, a Russian illusion, <laughs> collusion joke there. Has no one done uh, that yet? Krem- Kremlin Cruz. Oh, 
Teddy Khrushchev is better. Yeah, well, you'll have to send it to whatever, whoever tweeted out the Kremlin Cruise thing and correct it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, copyright uh, TM. LTD, whatever. Um, yeah, so so the so there's first, like, we'll get to critical race theory, but yeah, that's the first thing that it's Marxist, too. Um, and that was almost my Ben Shapiro there, as I said that. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, but then there's, like, Marco Rubio saying Marxism is the biggest threat to American civilization. Then we've got the U.S. Navy, like, clarify that they view socialism as a terror threat. Socialism. Not even Marxism. Um, Yeah, this came out yesterday, the day before. I'm actually going to open this link from my notes. I think universal health care is the real menace to society. Yeah, Navy. That's what I think. U.S. military training document says socialists represent terrorist ideology a navy training document asks anarchists socialists and neo-nazis represent which terrorist ideological category uh the correct answer is political terrorists apparently a military source briefed on training told me the document titled introduction to terrorism terrorist operations is a part of a longer training manual recently dis- uh, disseminated by the Naval Education Training and Command Navy Tactical... Holy shit. Hold on. Naval Education Training and Command's Navy Tactical Training Center in conjunction with the Center for Security Forces. I didn't realize I was going to have to put that many words together without a period. <laughs> Take a breath halfway through. Yeah, I had to start over when I realized that was going to be a whole thing. Um, the training is designed was for masters like at arms. Was this written No, it was written recently. It was just disseminated. Wow. Um, yeah, because it lists white, white, or neo-Nazis and left-wing anarchists and socialists all in the same clump of political terrorists. Of course it does. Um, of course it does. Which, you know, plays into what you were saying earlier about Biden and terrorism, domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, scanning this article. Let's see. I saw I saw a few buzzwords down here that I like. The FBI documents suggest without evidence that the term black identity extremists grew out of Black Lives Matter movement, which is not typically associated with violence. That's fun. This is all fun. This is great. This is The Intercept, and it's like a really long article detailing the government's plan to make leftism on par with neo-Nazis. Yeah, I love that uh, that comparison they always make, because there's because so many similar ideals between those two Yeah, groups. one of them wants black people to not be killed, and one of them wants black people to be killed, so they're so similar. A lot of a lot of those words are the same in both sentences. Yeah, killed black sounds like violent <laughs> terrorism. <What>? Yeah, <laughs> uh, throw one not in the sentence, and apparently it's a different statement entirely. Right? Yeah, these look the same. Corporate wants you to find the difference in these two pictures. Uh, they're literally the same. I'm I'm genuinely surprised I'm not seeing like someone quoting like a leftist. With like, and I believe that cops dot dot oh cops should dot 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 kill people. The the dot 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 is just the word not. <laughs> oh, they'll see. They're advocating police violence. That's a direct quote. Yeah, that's like seeing uh, Prager using the MLK quote of the the greatest threat to the Negro is the white liberal when he was talking about apathy. But they use it as like in the bad way, right? Like, like that like the liberals, like the Democrats, are the ones that are the racist. <laughs> Uh, when he met white apathy from liberals was the greatest threat. But like, yeah, they were like, they, they're taking that as like the Democrats at the KKK. And like, yeah, I saw them misuse that on Juneteenth. Oh my God. Of course they did. Uh, yeah. Um, and that smacks of like when people kept trying to quote MLK out of context about a not or maintaining peace and not using violence. And then his children were like, no, 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 you're wrong. You take that out of context. And then a bunch of white people were correcting Martin yeah, Luther we're, King's we're children. White explaining <laughs> to Bernice King. You don't know what your dad said. Yeah, me. You don't know nothing about your dad. I know everything me, about your dad. Me, a person not alive when your father was alive, knows what your dad said. Who was white? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, or and not only what he said, but what he meant by what he said. You couldn't have known your father's intentions by you know living with him and knowing what like how he spoke about everything else. <laughs> You have no nuance. I, the person who only heard word-for-word clips of his speeches, have the most nuance about this subject. That were aired on, like, Fox News, probably. Yeah. Uh, Or from PragerU. (laughs) I didn't, like, go research Martin Luther King, man. (laughs) Yeah, that would be like reading the Communist Manifesto. Uh, That's not me. Someone did it for me. I only know my ideas about someone else's ideas about your book. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
which uh, leads me, speaking of reading, <laughs> um, Critical Race Theory is the new big scary monster that's coming for your kids. So Ted Cruz is where I want to start, where he said uh, he had this like clip that he put on Twitter. And to start the clip, I want to do it justice. So we're going to we're going to do a quote of the week from conservatives. Um, hey. Rufus, if you want to open our one clip that I have saved for this, uh, this episode. Yep. Yep. Give me a moment. Because, you know, conservatives are morons and we don't know what we're talking about. Correct. Yes. So that's the only true thing about this like four minute clip. Uh, that he said, uh, because what what the context, to be fair, is that he said a reporter walked up to him and said, hey, what's critical? This is like his his my interpretation of his voice that he gave this reporter. Hey, uh, what's critical race theory? And uh, which is not how reporters like, talk. I feel like it was just a dude with a cell phone walked up to him. He's like, I, oh, that, that's a journalist. I don't now. even feel now like somebody can... said this to him. I feel like you read it online. Oh, no, this is absolutely made up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the journalist is somebody tweeting at him. Can you ex- even explain critical race theory? <laughs> and so he was like, uh, yeah, you expected it to be a gotcha because conservatives are stupid and we don't know what we're talking about, which, again, that's the only true thing about what he said because he went on <laughs> to describe critical race theory as based in Marxism, except for when you take you replace the class warfare with race war. Which is just profoundly incorrect. Like all that proves is that conservatives are stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, and then to further that, you've got uh, that. This is where the fun. So, like, we all know that like Republicans have been complaining about 1984 for the last several years about everything constantly. It's, but it's really Orwellian now they're, how much they mentioned 1984. Right. It's the, the Orwell called it in 19 actually he called it an animal farm how how much people would reference 1984. Um <laughs> but yeah, they're always turn your calendars back this and that cuz there's a dickless potato and whatever. And uh the problem was or the problem now is that so like parents in Washoe County want teachers to wear body cams to make sure critical race theory isn't being taught in schools. Uh which is thought crime that's literally the like they're cool with this the, the this level of like guarding plots and making sure you don't hear dangerous ideas um god forbid a student god. learns something new right or just even it's a different opinion yeah and this is even a, 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 these aren't opinions. No, because critical race theory isn't like a curriculum. It's not something you're taught. It's an objective way of, of looking at the things you are taught. Well, and people are taught race theory, but not in K through twelve. Well, yeah, because it the, you have to have an understanding of critical theories, like the ability to critically think uh, for it to matter. Uh, like, and, and again, it's a, you're taught how to objectively look at things. It, it doesn't change history. It doesn't change. It, it's just a lens for which to observe your education as you go to continue to learn it. It's critical theory, but with regard to race, um, like, you know, maybe like, it's, it's like the thought, like, uh, maybe this version of history that I'm being taught is whitewashed. Let, let's hear, maybe I want to go find the opinions of people who weren't white giving me this uh, story. Um, not necessarily Maybe. that I don't want to hear the that white version, but I'd like to also hear the not white version and compare the two. Um, yeah, no, that's that's Marxism um, to learn yep. not white opinions. Um, <laughs> and speaking of, you've got Glenn Beck again uh, on his website. The far left is now targeting kids in the critical race theory war. All caps. And the screen cap for this video is they're doxing our kids, which, like, I just love that conservatives that's, use, like, we're just, like, mad lib liberal words. That's, like, that's not what doxing is. Oh, well, yeah. It's like, what was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, when Abbott said that uh, Biden's response to the border was tone deaf, but, like, who he was, what he was saying was that Biden was not <laughs> responding to the border at all, um, which, like, to be tone deaf, you have to say something. <laughs> but he was saying nothing, so he couldn't right. possibly be tone deaf. <laughs> it's just like mad living like that's literally what they're doing um oh my god well didn't uh cruz also go on to say that part of race theory is that to hate white people well yeah so yeah that, he also well, he even specifies well if anyone's a different race than you not even just white people just all races should hate all the other yeah, races yeah essentially. that it's like like uh 
all the races that aren't black or white are middle class. Um, the black is the as the poor class of like you know Marxist theory, and then the white people are the are the upper class, the bourgeois, as it were, and that they can't, but they can't like share whiteness. So like uh, you just have to eliminate the white. Um, white genocide. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, and we're, we're back full to that. circle. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about with this is something that I just saw more on this morning. Um, the Joint Chiefs, Chief of Staff for the Defense Department was having to defend to, I believe, Matt Gates actually. Uh, in a congressional hearing, defend the decision of the U.S. military to like learn about critical race theory. And the chief of staff was like, I don't see the problem in us learning about what theories exist that are being like learned by people. Like it's because it's becoming like something that is popularized because of conservatives railing against it. Now the U.S. military feels like they need to figure out what it is uh, and they're being uh, challenged as being woke for learning about it. And the chief of staff was like, I, I, he said he doesn't understand why he has to justify the military learning it? existing theories to to Congress and that it's not woke to learn about what theories exist. Um, you know things? Sounds pretty You're trying woke. to learn? You're the U.S. government gathering intelligence? What? <laughs> not white what? intelligence? What? What is that that office quote? Why use more words when few yeah, words good? Why use more theory when racist theory good? We already have a theory of how America started. We don't need more theories. Those count. Those contradict what we already say. Yeah, I can't have people like learning about these other theories because then they might, you know, believe them, and we have to prevent that at all costs. People having differing beliefs. Well. We've been saying racism is over for a long time already. So if we give the implication that maybe it's not, they're going to lose faith in us. Or that maybe it, it would make it. Yeah, I just love the making Juneteenth a national holiday was like something that Abbott and Cruz celebrated. But you can't teach in school anything about Juneteenth because that's critical race theory, which is racist Marxism. And Ted Cruz said, and I quote, Critical race theory is as racist as the Klansmen in white robes, end quote. Uh, which, no, not even if even if the theory did was as like uh, inflammatory as he suggests, it is there's it would not be as racist as Klansmen in white robes who literally committed violent racist crimes. Yes. Lynching people. Yeah. For being black is not as racist as learning about those people about lynchings. <laughs> yeah, I Oh, <sighs> uh, well they're talking about what I'm assuming Cruz's grandfather did. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. Ugh. Learning about racism is racist. <laughs> then the pilgrims came over and the Indians taught them how to grow corn, smiley face. <laughs> Any other version of history is revisionist <laughs> and racist. <laughs> it, it really just feels like they feel threatened by the idea that history can't be all about them. So they got to fix it mm -hmm. by banning all other schools of thought and literally history itself. I hate it. Which <laughs> brings it us to our final section, the Bitch Baby Awards. Hey, hey. Um, so, do you want to take a crack at who our bitch baby is? Uh, yeah. Uh, we, one second. I want to say I'm going to say Abbott this time. You would be correct. Hey, look at that! Is third Tucker? Third is actually a several way tie. Um, okay. So we've got Abbott with three points, uh, and then it's oh wait, this one's two. So then it's two points is Cruz <laughs> Beck. Biden, the Supreme Court of the United States in its entirety. <laughs> um, and uh, looks like looks like that's it for second play, or I guess that would be third place. And then we've got uh, in the running honorable mentions, Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tucker Carlson, uh, Ralph, whatever his name was that, uh, that hated that we made Juneteenth. That rep the Republican representative. Oh, Charlie Kirk? No, well, him too, but oh, also the, the GOP yeah. representative, one of the 14 that yeah, voted yeah, against yeah. it. Uh, yeah, and then Kirk. Oh, and Casey Anthony. Oh, that's... <laughs> An honorable mention. 
because starting that business is bitch baby shit. Wow. Um, it, it really feels like 10 years ago again. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Anthony, back in the news. Back in the news. I recently the seen a video edge. about her because... I think it was um, the same guy that did the video where it's like, this is what pretending to be crazy looks like. Um, But I had seen he made a video on Casey Anthony and I'd watched that. And then I was like, what the fuck is she up to right now? And as of this year, that is what she is up to. Yeah, she's uh, she sent me that like news article and I was like, oh, I'm putting that in my episode notes right now. And that was like a week or two. It was like right after we (laughs) recorded last session so that's been sitting in my notes and i've been dying to mention it for like three weeks <laughs> oh my god absolutely insane yep um, um that's everything i've got i don't want to have to do a ted cruz deep dive but i probably won't have to he's too consistently up to some shenanigans yeah there's i don't feel like there's much to learn there that's just the regular mm. conservative story of uh you're good at hiding how awful he is and, yeah. he, and he's not <laughs> up to anything interesting enough like it's all very scripted yeah there's no like like with peterson and with rush and with fox news like there's a lot of like deep dark stuff in there but cruz yes. posts all his there was yeah, so much more cruz posts all of his stuff right on twitter so cruz posts too much almost on twitter or is in general yeah it makes it really easy low-hanging fruit almost i'm still gonna kick it i yeah <laughs> <laughs> still gonna cut that shit down whenever i find it um but yeah so that's that's all we've had since the last episode as far as news goes news um, knows. make sure to follow us on twitter at add news also instagram and facebook at the same place Don't follow me on instagram check out the bitch baby wall no i follow <laughs> add news on instagram um you can check, on our website at addnews.com you can see the bitch baby points uh, and also the fun, horrible pictures that we've associated with each of these people. <laughs> um, I really, truly encourage you to go to the website and see the work um, I've done on, on these Also, guys. all the information we've described today, we will have notes for available on the notes page. Uh, so you can yourself go and research and look at what we're, we're having to see with our own face eyes. Yeah. Like if you think that any of what we're saying sounds unreasonable, you're free to start with our sources and then go from there and tell us what we (laughs) got wrong. Um, feel free to message us about any ideas you have for, uh, future episodes. Also, we're going to be in Texas celebrating our birthdays here in the next, uh, couple weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah, we'll probably end up doing some sort of either live stream or episode or something. And if you want to be a part of the show, then you're in the Texas area. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That is such a broad statement to make. (laughs) The Texas area, you know, a little little corner of the map. Just swing on down (laughs) for an eight-hour drive and hang out. If you happen to be either in Brownwood, Texas or Corpus Christi, Texas... (laughs) Um, yeah, no, we'll probably end up doing some sort of live stream drinking game or something goofy like that. Try to take the edge off of the news. We're going to be edging ourselves all week. (laughs) Yes, just for you. (laughs) I believe that is our show. Have a newsy day. I'm working on a catchphrase. Since the time that we recorded what we said about this story, some new developments have come out. Uh, with the Chauvin sentencing, um, it looks like he received two times the maximum sentence, um, in a move that surprised everybody. Uh, they were able to use the extenuating circumstances to, yeah, give double the maximum allotted time for his conviction. Um, they only sentenced him for one of his charges, correct? They didn't stack yeah. them up, right? Well, they, yeah. yeah, they sentenced you for the one that has the longest sentence, and it's double that one. That feels dumb, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's like a shotgun spray where, like, if you're, if you're not sure that the worst charge will stick... You have your backup charges, uh, but they don't. The only time that uh, it's only life sentences that stack sequentially where you you serve them one at a time. Uh, It feels like to me, like if I'm doing some some bad crimes, I get the big one out of the way, like a murder, for instance. And then just go hard on everything else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really going to care about those diamonds I stole, Mr. Judge? I murdered a dude. (laughs) 
<laughs> and once I get out on the the murder, which you know is obviously not that much time in the United States, <laughs> you're set for life with the diamonds and like the weirdest Shawshank ever. Shawshank, where he actually like killed his wife. Yeah, screw it. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. That's what I'm doing. I of course wouldn't be a cop while doing this because I have self-respect. Because you wouldn't be a cop anyways. <laughs> that too. This is another story that we uh, talked about and has since developed a little bit further from when we first recorded. Um, I learned later that McAfee actually at some point had uh, posted on Twitter, I believe, and said that he'd heard that he might get suicided. And this that was his proof that this post was his proof that he, he did not commit suicide if he's ever found to have committed suicide. Which I guess I'll go ahead and take the L on that one. My analysis on Snowden, uh, on Snowden's post was a little, uh, like off because I was unaware <laughs> of, uh, McAfee's saying that he wouldn't, he wouldn't commit suicide. I mean, that could be the case. Also, if I were going to suicide myself, that's the phrasing for that, right? Yeah, suicide. But I yourself. wanted to yep. take someone down with me. I'd leave a note like that. I guess that's true. If I wanted to be like a real prick about it. And also, because it, it was a post from a while back, because he, he's obviously not posting from a Spanish prison or anything, but uh, he, it was, because I saw it on poorly aged things. Uh, yeah. um, whenever the news came out that he uh, had was found to have committed suicide. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. But I guess the other thing is that you technically might make a post like that. And then the circumstances of your life, like being in a Spanish prison about to be extradited to the United States, might alter your position on that. And you have no way of clarifying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I take that back. Yeah, I'm bound by my tweet from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I can't kill myself now. <laughs> Um, I would say that I guess at, at best it like mur it makes the water a little more murky. Uh, yeah, it doesn't answer anything for sure. It's just a right. additional note to be added whenever you're thinking about it. One new story that I really want to talk about since we recorded that I'm going to cram in here post. Um, get it in there yeah and boy is that a great choice of wording uh words oh. that i might edit later um cosby was set free <laughs> oh jesus christ god dang it <laughs> on a technical fucking error uh the supreme court in what pennsylvania whatever state can't remember um i just saw oh, it probably briefly passing bullshit oh. state though uh, they so I, I, I guess the prosecutors had declined to had already made the decision to decline to prosecute Cosby when Cosby made the uh, incriminating statements that he made that were then used to pick up the case again and convict uh. him. Which, you know, uh, like, I guess I understand that, like, like, uh, on a technical level, yeah, the double jeopardy, your protection against double jeopardy in the U.S. Constitution is clear. Uh, you, once, once a case has been dropped against you, you can't be retried for it. Here's the thing. If you go out and you essentially confess to doing those crimes again, that should be a gimme. That should cancel out. You, you yeah. should be forfeiting your double jeopardy uh, protection. <laughs> Generally, I'm all about the no take backsies rule, but this this some supersedes the take backs rule, right? Because uh, it, it, it's like about the framers' intent. Like the reason it was like to protect you from the government, like sitting there and obliterating you with like trying to retry and retry and retry until they get a conviction on something. Um, right. when they can't get a conviction, like, it, like it's a protection from like overreach in that degree, but like, it's, it's a bit too much as far as protection goes. Uh, there should be, there should be like a little asterisk where it's like, if, if you're a person who has their case dropped against them for rape like, and then like you an admit to rape as soon as you walk out of the courthouse, like an extenuating circumstance clause. Yeah. Like, this is meant to protect citizens who essentially didn't commit their crime. If you go out and then confess to this crime, yeah, of abusing women, that's and drugging them. 
Yeah. The other thing <laughs> is like, if you want to even go a step further and say that it, it should like the caveat should be only for like specific types of crimes. Like, yeah. Like right. if you say like, ah, ha, ha, I did do those drugs or I did have those drugs. Like <laughs> I got to, they shouldn't be able to then be like, Oh, gotcha. But whatever. Good for you, man. Yeah. If it's uh rape or murder or whatever, then you should, uh, and then you go out and admit to it. You should not, be protected from that because uh that's fucked i feel like that's a hole in in that that they didn't really foresee they were too distracted with trying to keep the government from doing fuck shit and not thinking about how the people might abuse that power right because like who like if if you're writing that like and you and you haven't seen what america is going to become you how would you like even think that somebody would do that like like it would be so stupid to go out and admit that because especially at a time where duels are like a thing somebody's just going to fucking kill you <laughs> if you do that uh it just it, it probably Again, didn't seem necessary should, back then bring back duels under special circumstances yeah yeah, like we should have like a. I mean, we've got an overbloated like federal government uh, as far as like funding goes. Like we have the money somewhere to set up a committee that determines whether or not like the grievance of a duel is good enough for uh, <laughs> the activation of that duel. I guarantee there's someone in military who's like, "This is the job I've always wanted. Yeah. This is what I wanted to do. Use the military budget. Screw it. We yeah. have plenty of it. All those people, right? <laughs> Jesus." <laughs> Uh, wow, yeah. that's that's fucked. I yeah, I felt like I needed because like uh, however long it's going to be before we record again, I felt like that needed to get addressed and put into this episode. Yeah, I'd seen a lot of like posts about Cosby and like that weird faction of people who are like pro Cosby still somehow. Ugh. Although like, oh, this is a really upsetting random thing in the new, in my Twitter feed. No, no, I know why. It's because they're shitbags because their king shitbag got out. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the other, like, thing that has been irritating me is seeing, like, the, the self-righteous indignation of Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter. I'm like, dude, your dad's a rapist. You don't really get a fucking say in this conversation. Um, he said something like, Cosby's lawyers said this is a win for uh, the black community. Wow, I disagree. I'm like, I... How about what? you just shut the fuck up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, whether or not you're right, you're not in a position to speak on that. Pot, kettle, glass houses, rocks, whatever, whatever phrase you want to apply to All this situation. Them, yeah. yeah. Uh, Birds and bushes. A pot I don't know. full of rocks. Call like a kettle black in a glass house. Uh, I. Wow. Yeah, the I was like, I, it's weird because I thought that the story itself would be the shittiest thing about it, and then no, the, I'm not saying the commentary is worse because oh. obviously the situation is so much worse. But like the commentary no, is like, yeah, it just some like insulted sprinkles on a shit cake. Because yeah, if I had independent of Donald Trump Jr. heard what he said, like if I'd heard that Cosby's lawyers said that, I. I, like I would and am upset by that assessment, but then also equally upset by that coming, like the indignation coming from Junior, and yeah, I just had a whole lot of feelings on uh, on that story. That's cool. I was so when I first read the headline, I saw it say that his conviction was overturned, and I was like, "Wait, what? The actual fuck? What happened?" And then to learn that it was just, like, a legal technicality. I don't understand how that wasn't, like, presented at the start. Like, that'd be right. like, how, how did nobody think about the fact that that was double jeopardy right at the start of that? I don't know. I really don't. How was that not argued by, like, and I don't, maybe it was, but, like, I'm mostly wondering how that was not effectively argued by Cosby's legal defense at the start. Like, yo, this whole entire being here is unconstitutional because that would have saved us all a lot of time and energy um like yeah make sure everybody's aware that he admitted to that and that that's the reason and that but that we like that he can't be tried for those specific things because the case had already been dropped which is crazy that double jeopardy applies that way because he'd not even been tried for those cases the case was dropped and then right it's not like he 
he received a not guilty or anything. Right. And I, I get, I get, uh, it's once again, like a super technicality because like, yeah, technically the case was dropped. So that means that's an outcome legally, but that's not, that's like a plea deal being an outcome. Like, right. It's, it's not really an outcome, but, uh, well, again, it's, it's, it's that what the people who were defending it, like, it's not like he didn't do it. At no point is this a statement that he didn't do it. No. Even legally, he did it. Yeah. He's just now unable to be punished for it. Right. The conviction was not incorrect based on the evidence. It's just that it the whole trial was not allowed to take place technically, which is, yeah, that's something. Oh, yeah. real quick. Did I see? This doesn't have to be included. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Supreme Court thing about, I think it was Hasbro or someone, using prison labor because of uh, underemployment. I had not seen that yet, but I've also not been too uh, focused on the news the last couple of days. I've been focused on editing this shit. <laughs> no, understood. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. see. Hasbro. Well, maybe it, not, it wasn't Hasbro. Uh, Supreme Court upholds Arizona voting restrictions 29 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Saw that, too. Super garbage. Of course they did. Yep. <laughs> uh, Supreme Court invalidates California's donor disclosure requirement. What? <laughs> In this new segment where we just scan what the Supreme Court did today for a brief like recap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court on Thursday invalidated a California rule that requires charitable organizations to disclose the names of contributors in a case that could impact the future of dark money politics. Uh, the the the. Opinion was 6-3 along conservative liberal lines. Uh, of, course, of course, the conservatives wanted to preserve dark money. Yep. <laughs> we can't let everyone know that it's, you know, child slavers, the ones who are donating money to us. Yeah. Or that all of the, uh, corp- the woke corporations that Ted Cruz cries about also fucking fund half of his campaigns. Oh, right. <laughs> Supreme Court's radical new union-busting decision. Oh, we think the term union busting should be more literal. The court's new union busting, this is one week ago, the court's new union busting decision reads like something out of an Ayn Rand dark fantasy novel. This is from Vox. Since 1956, the Supreme Court has applied a well-established framework of businesses behind an infamous anti-labor decision from more than a century ago. It, oh, it added caveats to its rules from that. Again, a long party line 6-3 vote. Yeah. Thus far, the Supreme Court's first term since Justice Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation gave conservatives a supermajority has been a fairly mixed bag. I feel like Supreme Court justices shouldn't be, like, nominated by a president. Yeah, that's... I feel like a committee of randos throughout government should kidnap random, like, lawyers and judges across the country who have the most neutral, like, cases, I guess, or standpoints whatever the word is I'm looking for, they black bag them, drive them to the Supreme Court house, throw them in a skirt or a robe, whatever. Boom. Supreme Court justice. You seem very neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, uh, do like a fight club abduction and like interview <laughs> in a bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> I can't find Bunch anything about the, uh, prison labor. Mm. Maybe it wasn't Supreme Court. I saw that. It out. might've been a state Supreme Court. Cause I thought it was the, yeah. like the actual Supreme Court whenever it was the Cosby case, but then went back and read later that it was the, the state's Supreme Court. Right. Uh, Should give those things different names. Yeah. Kind of hard for you to say you're the Supreme Court. If you're not the, uh, the Supreme, the Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, a, uh, you're not even Supreme. What's the, your grande court. <laughs> we can't all be a team kid <laughs> the, the backup court the, the, what, what is it uh the water boy court <laughs> the sports medicine kid <laughs> yeah yeah so the supreme court has been up to some shenanigans Oh, surprise. That's not at all worrying. No, the like, and everybody's like, oh, but it's a mixed bag because of Obamacare. But like, that's the only thing that wasn't voted across party lines. Right. Uh, and again, reminder of the episode we just, that you're listening to this atro on. They upheld child slavery. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, also 
went out of their way to not say that like that Nestle was not involved in child slavery in any way. They just said they can't be. It's sort of like a, like like a Cosby thing. Like it's a legal technicality. Yeah. You can't punish them for the child slavery they're doing. But we're yeah. not saying they didn't do it. They did it, but they didn't like personally do it. They just paid people to do it. Oh, that's and really scary that the the the. The voting right restrictions was upheld because that means that every conservative state is going to make sure to follow in suit and get as few black people voting as possible. Right. Oh, my God. And that's a news story. I think we could call back to at some point in recent episodes, maybe even the first I said that if. Oh, no, it was before we even started recording. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, you could call back to that time where all the people listening uh, wouldn't have known that I said this. And, uh, <laughs> Flashback. Uh, yeah. So when I said that, like, whatever Trump slammed Barrett in last minute, I was like, this person is going to be directly responsible for overturning Roe v. Wade. And I am going to leave this country and never come back because and that's with the decisions that were made in this session, that feels very likely considering these are lifelong appointments right oh god if only their lives were shorter mm-hmm. he said hypothetically to no one in particular <laughs> if only <laughs> imagine how much would be solved in this current threat if a few of our supreme court justices had shorter lifespans <laughs> if they took two tickets to paradise <laughs> I think that's a Jimmy Buffett song. Paradise being an island, probably, and not the afterlife. <laughs> the island from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too specific. <laughs> uh, FBI, please send us the parameters on what we are legally allowed to say involving the redaction of Supreme Court justices. <laughs> they had the, the FBI would have had to have watched Lost, and let's be honest... <laughs> Uh, i could see that was from a time period where supreme court justices are probably still really into lost that was the last show they watched yeah but do you think they watched it all the way to the end because the big reveal is not till the last season (laughs) they didn't get it if they did yeah yeah i don't think um but anyway we hope that Oh, actually, uh, we've got to update our Bitch Baby Awards because that gives us the Supreme Court of the United States with uh, (laughs) how many more points was that? Three? Yeah. Jeez. The the dark money, the voting restrictions, and... uh, Caused what different Supreme Court... Oh, and the uh, the oh wait no that's that's the voting. Um, what was the other one? I feel like we mentioned a third thing. Oh 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 the union busting. I remembered. I yeah, finally that's remembered. what it was. Yeah. So that puts that actually puts the Supreme Court of the United States ahead of Greg Abbott for this pair of episodes, <laughs> with a total of five points. Oh my god. <laughs> do, do they each individually get an award, or they no, get one to share? They they get one to share. Oh, okay. Because I don't I don't really care about divvying them up individually. They the what happens to one of them happens to all of them. They all some bitch babies yeah. if they can't get shit done correctly. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that sucks. I knew that this this was eventually going to happen. That the Supreme Court would eventually start hearing cases since uh, Amy Coney Cody Barrett was uh, put into place there, but. I still, it still like hurts to see, even if you know it's coming. It's yeah. like Mufasa's death scene every time. <laughs> the Supreme Court is the same as Mufasa's death scene. Yeah, that's an ADD quote. Yep, <laughs> that that analysis brought to you by the one and only ADD News. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, brings the final score of five to Scotus, four to Abbott, and then. Points sporadically awarded to the rest of our bitch babies down to the one point for Casey Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking in there with one point. Just like, actually, I don't think anybody else has one point anymore. I think everybody else has accumulated at least one more. (laughs) You heard it, Casey Anthony. Get in the news more often. Yeah. Don't don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> Please stop. You've uh, done enough as it is. All right. Oh. That 
is it. That is our episode. Thank you for listening to our two-part series. Um, make sure to tune in soon to uh, listen to our friend Ryan, who does not want to be named twos, beyond Ryan. <laughs> yeah. A lot of twos. Oh, did I say a lot of twos? <laughs> no, no, it's good. Leave them in there. This is part two. <laughs> part two and and also two. Yeah, two news, two serious. Yeah, so here, Ryan, give us the rundown in a two-part special <laughs> on Jordan Peterson. Has this ever happened to you? You wanted to know all the minute details of Jordan Peterson's life and why he is the scumbag he is? Well, Do we have the product for you? <laughs> it's Ryan. Ryan handily has uh, a ton of personal research because he also has ADHD and went on a weird pandemic hyper-focused research spree on his life, and he's going to give that to us soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. News. News. More like noose, am I right, McAfee? (laughs) (laughs) Successfully uninstalled. (laughs) 